All right, let's start the show with a deep breath and something that I haven't done in a while, but today could be kind of a big episode considering some of the things that I will breach, the subjects that I will teach you today. We're going to start the show, don't ask me what time it is, with a little afternoon ASMR. Obviously, that means I'm cracking open a Miller motherfucking light. Set the scene. Picture me on my couch in the middle of the afternoon on a Monday, opening up a 96-calorie fine Pilsner beer and listening to the crack, the sensual sound of ASMR. And if I break a nail doing it, the show's over. Oh yeah, allow me to rejoice and take my own very first sip as the founder, president, and CEO of the First Sip Club. Oh yeah, I gotta say the last few Millers I've sipped lately have been in bottles, but there's nothing like a can. Everybody knows we love big cans here on the Buttonista Show. I need big cans. Big cans is a catapult into stardom. I watched the first few minutes of the Anna Nicole Smith documentary. Hot, 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 hot on the documentary scene lately, as you know, if you listen to this show. But they said in the in the very first few minutes of her show that she felt like a boob job was what was going to make her successful in life. Did it ultimately lead to her downfall? Yes, as well. But did it lead her to stardom? Yes, as well. Right now, the only big cans in my life are cans of Miller Lite. And I'm feeling a little unwell today. I'm not going to lie. I haven't spoken the H word in a while, hungover, because I have mentally not been hungover. I have not allowed myself to feel hungover. And I will say I am proud, even though I'm sipping a Miller right now on the show. You know, I have to, okay. Um, I've definitely curbed my drinking overall, I would say, in this calendar year. It was a goal I set for myself to tone it down during the week, not go overboard, just generally drink less, even though it's a big part of my job, a big part of what I talk about. Obviously, you want to be responsible. Got to keep that body yaddy 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 tight in some regard. But I did have a couple of martinis last night, and I just felt it for a hot second this morning and said, Taylor, you're not going to allow yourself to feel this way. And I'm not, but it doesn't mean that if I need a little afternoon pick-me-up, a Miller Lite isn't going to take the rest of that hangover away. Just a touch. And paired with that today, we have Essential Water, baby. Essential Water has been repped by some of the biggest brands in social media, I feel, today. I'm very attuned to product placement, and I've seen Essentia on the Kardashians. I've seen Essentia on Succession, and if it's good enough for them... It's good enough for me, so I'm pleased to announce that Essentia is back in business as the Botanista's number one water brand. I am more hydrated than Tom Brady. Put that on a shirt. Put that on my grave. And a lot of that is due to all the Essentia that I'm sipping. Especially if you are out drinking, you're drinking in general, make sure you hydrate with some water on the side of whatever you're sipping. I have my water bottle with me at all times. It is almost always in Essentia. I just saw they had a two-for-four sale at Stewart's. Obviously got that. And I really do love the brand. I think it's easy to drink. I mean, it's water. Don't get me wrong. But 
when it's, oh God, of course the neighborhood dogs are barking as I'm recording this show, probably because they're thirsty and they want some Essentia. Welcome back to another episode of The Buttonista Show. It's me, Taylor Miriam Rayo, your Buttonista. And I know nobody asked me, but this is a serious question. Do you think that being told you look comfortable in an outfit is a compliment? I was wearing something very casual the other day. It was a repurposed outfit that I wore when I was in Charlotte for the weekend. It was a pair of Rent the Runway cargo sweatpants, Tibby, which is one of my favorite brands on there. They were like a rust color. Definitely very flattering for my petite figure. You know, the cargo look is in. We've discussed that a little bit here and there. I've worn it in jean form and then in the kind of wide leg sweatpant form. But I will agree these sweatpants just fit me very well. They were flattering for sweats. They hit me at the right ankle length where I didn't need to wear any sort of tall shoes. But even with a little short like kitten heel makes the legs look a little more flattering when you're 4'11". And practice thick thighs save lives. But it was literally just a pair of rust colored sweatpants that were paired with a uh, square neck uh, thick strap tank top that I got from Target I think from Target. It's kind of like a stretchy, almost like workout sporty material. But I was wearing it the other day, just doing my normal work errands that we had, a couple shoots, just nothing like in particular, nothing super important. It was the night that I ended up changing into the crochet dress, which we will talk about for a second, uh, for the Dake Foundation Gala. But I got complimented in this like simple, effortless, everyday outfit more times than honestly anything I've worn in a long time until I wore the crochet dress because that was a hot one. But a lot of people were telling me that I just look comfortable. And I was like, thank, th- thank you? I-, I am? Like, I really didn't know how to respond to that because it almost gave me vibes of when people tell you you look tired or sometimes people say, like, you look sick because you're pale. Like, we know what you're trying to say. We know what you're getting at. And you might be doing it in a roundabout fashion, but ultimately it's maybe not the nicest thing in the world to say. I think when it comes to fashion, of course, there's no problem. Excuse me. Jet is having a full-blown conversation with the neighbor dog. And I want to apologize to somebody that was in my DMs recently that said their dog starts barking when they listen to my podcast in front of their dog because they hear Jet. So, Jet. Jet. Come on. Jet, come. Come here. Come on, buddy. I don't have a lot of time to get through this pod today. So, anyway, when it comes to fashion, I think obviously being comfortable is a good thing, especially if you can style it right. So, ultimately, I will say thank you to everybody who complimented that outfit. I had so much confidence. I was like, maybe I should buy the Rent the Runway Tibby rust-colored sweatpants. Uh, No, they were $448, which kind of leads to a whole other rabbit hole that, you know, like, I've said this on this show. My mom kind of taught me this. Like, some things in life, like, the generic version is fine. Like, my mom always swears by, you know, the best-rated, like, drugstore mascaras versus the people that go out and buy Chanel brand mascara. Mascara's mascara to some people. Are sweatpants sweatpants? Or is a $448 pair of sweatpants really on another level? I'm almost thinking it is on another level, but I'm not on any kind of level where I can be affording that. So unfortunately, if those uh, ever reappear in my closet, it will be on a rental basis only. Uh, But it also made me start thinking about my style because this time of year is tough for me. It's tough and exciting. A lot of events, a lot of galas and things, a lot of photo opportunities, meeting, networking, being with people. And I always, 
obviously try to go over the top, but I think it reinstated a belief that I do need to kind of uh, reintegrate some simpler style, some classic, some chic and timeless. It's not always about making a crazy statement with color and pattern, even though I love to do that. And I'm never dulling my sparkle. I'm not telling myself to not sparkle and not go all out, but... I think sometimes a more refined, classy look is achievable and attainable, but not where my mind goes first. So you might see me put that into practice a little bit later this week with a few events that are on my radar coming up. But today is a big button day. As the co-founder of Two Buttons Deep, we mark life milestones as big buttons. If we land a new client, if we announce something exciting, we always say that's a big button or hashtag button by button. I have a feeling this episode is going to be one of those, and even though they're big buttons, I'll warn you in advance, it's a little bit of a housekeeping episode where there's just some things that I got to get out into the world, got to chit-chat about, so we're going to get through them today. Big Button is brought to you by, that's a lot of bees, Live Nation. We are about 10 days away from SPAC season. There is a great lineup in June, starting off Super strong with TLC and Shaggy, Sean Kingston. If you are a 90s, 2000s, 2010s music lover, a top 40 pop princess, shout out to my bestie Kristen, this is the show for you. I have seen so much buzz and excitement about TLC and Shaggy. This isn't Shaggy's first spin around the Capital Region. I think he's done some free shows in Albany before, but if you have followed me from day one or you're just a close personal friend of mine, you would know that Shaggy is probably one of my favorite artists. It Wasn't Me is uh, a soundtrack to my life. Not because of the vocals or the words or anything, but just because that song is an absolute banger. So I'm very excited to see Shaggy in person for the first time. Dermot Kennedy is coming up. People love him. We're going to be doing a giveaway for that, so stay tuned. But I'm very much looking forward to his summer at SPAC. I want to take more advantage of it because it is really just down the road from my house. I have a lawn season pass, but if you don't, all you got to do is go to LiveNation.com. Browse the lineup at shows for the summer. It's always going to be linked in my bio and get out to a show. It's like low risk, high reward. Get out there, enjoy the beautiful weather. You could sip Miller Lite or whatever you want to drink and just enjoy the lawn. I don't think you have to go inside unless it's like your favorite artist of all time. I think lawn seats at SPAC are some of the best ways to enjoy the ultimate summer here and just expose yourself to new music. Get out with people that are like-minded, have a good time, and of course, enjoy the fact that it's always sunny in Saratoga. So LiveNation.com or the link in my bio to get your tickets to SPAC this summer. Number one, big button. I have a little bit of recognition or received a little bit of recognition, which you would think uh, since it's me and I talk alone on this podcast all the time, I have to post all this content about the brand. You would think that I have an easy time talking about stuff like this, but for some reason getting like recognition from someone else still makes me feel a little uh, like nervous isn't the right word but like I just like feel bad posting it or talking about it I don't know even though deep down of course I'm really proud but Saratoga Living has named me one of their uh, Saratoga 25 individuals to celebrate their 25th anniversary of the magazine and this is a list that they came up with of 25 people that they believe are making a difference in the city helping shape the future and as I like to think just like bringing the party in the energy to Saratoga. So 
I've known about this for a while. The magazine came out at the end of May, and this week we'll be celebrating at Putnam uh, Den, not Putnam Market, even though that rolls off the tongue a little easier. But when I looked at the list, they didn't tell me who was on it before, but, you know, it really is a, a proud moment to be recognized with people that have been in business in this city for decades and have created such a wonderful reputation and name for themselves and whatever vertical they work in as well as giving back to the community entertainment big hopes and dreams just a really really cool well-rounded list of people that ultimately I think we all share the same goal of loving living in Saratoga love living in upstate New York and being a champion of the region as a whole because that's my roots. That's why Two Buttons Deep started here is that we didn't want to have to move to major cities to make a difference, to create content, to be who we you know, were kind of destined to be and to explore that entrepreneurial side and having a little bit of a quicker runway being in a smaller market. Um, but being able to make a big difference while we're doing it. So it really is an honor to be recognized on that list. I think, you know, Two Buttons Deep is, uh, and Buttonista and all the brands that we run, you know, we're still a little uh, unconventional. And we have great relationships with a lot of the news media, you know, whether it's like a lot of the broadcast anchors who I talk about and tweet at and, you know, cheer for. Or the Times Union, who we've worked with as a client, you know, they recognize that we have a good audience that they want to tap into. We have so much respect for the media that has came before us or is, you know, still paving the way. Uh, some do print, some do online, some do a hybrid, some do video. Like, you know, there's no competition in our world. We love the radio people. We love it all and are able to learn from them, share stories, uh, get advice and just you know, be kind of surrounded by a really strong, you know, news media in this area. But every once in a while, I think some of those places consider us as competition. So there's other lists in the area. I'm not going to name them, but I'm just saying I'm 29 and I have 11 more years to aspire to. I think some organizations or some news companies kind of want to ignore what we're doing because they might see us as a threat or as competition. But we've built a legitimate business. My co-founder, Jack, and I, you know, this recognition is because I live in Saratoga, but he's obviously a huge, huge, huge part of Do Button Steep um, and Button. He's done everything we've built. We've built it together. And I couldn't do this without having such a strong and solid co-founder and business partner who wants to see me succeed as a personality, but also, you know, runs this business with me day in and day out and allow uh, each of us to divide and conquer the responsibilities that it takes to run a media company. You know, we're not just influencers. We're not just faces. We run a full-blown media entertainment company that functions like a real business and is a real business. And that's what I'm most proud of. It's not being in a magazine or, um, you know, getting recognized on the street. It's being able to write and sign our own paychecks and grow this and hopefully provide more opportunities for people um, that are younger than us and coming up to work in media in the capital region in a new way. And I really appreciate Saratoga Living for recognizing that and allowing me to have a little moment because we work so hard, so fast. We put our heads down. You know, we create our own press and our own buzz for ourselves. And I don't think we always realize that we are making an impact in this area and that our business model, I mean, we know it's working because we're signing those checks every month. Um, but to see that being celebrated is a good feeling, even though it makes me feel kind of weird to talk about it and, you know, accept it, like accept the recognition and accept the honor because there's some serious heavy hitters on this list that are way more influential and inspiring. But 
I don't want to also like demean my work. Like I remember when I was in college, I used to like joke because all my friends were like studying something super serious. Like they were getting a real deal business degree. They wanted to be a physical therapist. They wanted to be a nurse. And like, those are all careers and professions that I have such a high regard for and know full well that I could literally never do in my life. But you know, I would get good grades. I aced my classes, but I'm like, I felt like a cat could do the work that I was doing and no disrespect to cats, but I'm not a cat person. Um, I just always felt like it was easy compared to what other people were doing. But at the same time, I think I have to acknowledge and I, I deserve to acknowledge that, you know, we're all we're all doing what we are destined to do. And when people don't support me and people don't like the brand or they don't want to acknowledge it, I just feel like I'm in my lane. Like you're in your lane. I'm I'm celebrating and supporting you. You don't have to celebrate and support me. But can you at least recognize that, you know, we're doing what we're meant to do? It's our job. It's not a fun, cute, silly thing. It's a real deal career. And that's pretty cool that we have created this lane and that we have made what we're passionate about into a business. But I don't think we give ourselves all that credit all the time because of how fun and easy it might look to other people. I mean, everyone in any job will tell you how much goes in behind the scenes and how much work, you know, goes unnoticed and just put your head down type of shit. Um, so it's always cool to take a minute to step away from that and, uh, you know, just accept it, I guess, accept the recognition and, uh, you know, it's great for the brand and great for people to, to hopefully learn about, but Anissa and two buttons deep through this and to just keep having that confidence that what we're doing is working because there's so much negativity, so many haters, so many mean comments uh, that I ignore 99% of the time. Uh, but sometimes you can't. And, you know, getting this kind of counteracts and just make sure that we all know that, you know, at Two Buttons Deep, we're on the right path. So shout out to you, Saratoga Living, and to everybody on the list. I really am honored and uh, proud of it. So very cool. Um, uh, hold on one sec. Okay, what is this? I can't, I'm doing my podcast right now. See, work, it just never ends. It never ends. So that's number one, big button, Saratoga Living. Number two, big button, everything's coming up Saratoga. This is exciting news. It's a new chapter, a bittersweet moment. But as of this week, Senior Buttonista, my mom, will officially be a Saratoga Springs resident. That is the first time I'm saying it out loud outside of our little circle of family and friends. And I am pumped. My mom has been on a journey, you know, since my parents got divorced, since kind of rebranding her life as a divorcee. Uh, you know, I think she got divorced probably like 20 years too late in her world. But you know, stay together for the kids. I know people do that. They definitely did it back then. So she's been reinventing herself this entire time, living in a beautiful spot in Rexburg. But unfortunately, that time has come to an end. And I've kind of been feeling it for a while. It's bittersweet because she did live in a great location. Uh, she did love her apartment very much. It was a little bit of a too good to be true type of gig. But ever since I moved to Saratoga, I just kind of felt that that chapter was going to close for her eventually and allow her to kind of live this city-ish life that I've grown accustomed to while being here over the past few years. You know, I only live 
less than a five minute drive from downtown and having my mom even closer it might seem like overkill because I'm with her every two seconds I talk to her every time I'm in the car I text her 4,000 times a day and freak out when she doesn't text me back we spend enough time together but to have her right down the street like I said I think it's going to give her a chance to kind of explore Saratoga on her own and be able to get out and go for that walk or get that glass of wine, even solo, with or without me. Um, I'm happy to do more cooking for her. I'm happy to take dog walks with her. And it's just a big positive. It's a big positive. She found a great apartment, a little bit smaller. Saratoga is pretty pricey on the rental side, if you didn't already know that, but I'm sure you do. But I think you guys are going to be seeing a lot more of Senior Botanista. I think that's one thing that will definitely change. A lot of you guys know and love her and appreciate when she pops into some of the content. But she's at every big event, but now I think there's more opportunities for her to come to some of the one-off, smaller things that we pop up at on the Two Buttons Deep side. Maybe she'll appear on the podcast or just be a more familiar face and Uh, everybody does know already that, you know, I just cherish every minute that I spend with my mom. So having her super, super close, she's going to be five minutes from me is really great. I think the dog will appreciate it and it's a new chapter. So please welcome her to Saratoga. It's going to be an adjustment. Um, there's definitely some downsides, some cons, but we're trying to keep it upbeat and positive for her. You know, at any age, moving is stressful. She's downsizing a little bit and this woman has more stuff than, Anybody in this world knows what to do with. I once saw a uh, clip of Kim Kardashian's like storage unit where every single outfit that she's ever worn has been like archived and logged and protected. I think my mom is pretty damn close to that. Like that's how much stuff she has. So she's dealing with paring down. I think that's kind of the one of the sad things is that, you know, it's not like she's moving into a retirement home. Like she's just moving into an apartment. But I think when you get older, that idea of like parting with your stuff is a little sad and a little stressful because you just feel like your your life is like cl- not closing in on you. But like, you know, people are so attached to their stuff. They're attached to the space in which they put the stuff. And when you have to part with things before you're necessarily ready to, whether it's a pair of shoes or something from the archives, it's very emotional. So I'm trying to be upbeat and be her biggest supporter as she always is mine and um, assure her that even though, you know, I only have a one level ranch, I will try to accommodate as many of her clothes as possible. There's storage units, there's other things we can do. But at the end of the day, what I keep telling her and myself is that, and I could learn this lesson, of course, as well, is that, you know, stuff is just stuff. And the fact that we're going to be together you know, she's going to spend more time with our little Saratoga family. That's what matters. You know, it's about making more memories and just being together as a family. And I think that's, you know, a huge, huge reason to move here instead of going to another apartment complex in Latham or elsewhere. Like it's, it's important to be close and just to cherish all that time that we do get to spend together. So she's officially a one, two, eight, six, sixer, and I could not be more excited about it. And uh, we're going to have to go for a lot of dog walks because I just feel like we'll be sipping a lot of drinks this summer and just kicking it off on a really good start. Number three, and this is why we're doing a little bit of housekeeping, and this is why it's always sunny in mother freaking Saratoga, is that I am very excited to finally announce, apologize for the false starts in the teasers a couple months back, the next live Botanista show will 100% be on Tuesday. Thank God it's Tuesday, June 
27th at, drum roll please, I hope I'm not jinxing anything, PDT Market. If you are wondering how the hell is that girl going to host a live podcast event at a grocery store, join the club. I am very excited about this unconventional venue. I'm excited that a lot of people that haven't yet experienced the magic of PDT Market will be able to do so on this very night. And we're going to be just going balls to the walls, doing it a little differently, something we've never done before. I can guarantee you there's never been a live podcast at PDT Market before, and I want to be the first one to do it. So if everything goes according to plan, you will be able to get tickets ASAP, I maybe today, TGIT, or maybe in a day or two, but the tickets will be available. It's a little bit more of an intimate crowd than some of the other shows that we've done due to the size of the space and what we are capable of. So make sure you get your tickets. Do not delay. We have had major sellouts of this show before. Another thing that feels uncomfortable to say, but it's just facts only, baby. The show will be presented by Miller Lite. We will have all our fun and games, great content, obviously a fire fit, and I'm just really looking forward to bringing a new live show, doing it in Saratoga. We had so much fun with these in 2022. I want to get more people out that haven't yet been, or maybe you're going to be part of the four-timer club. It's going to be an awesome event, so stay tuned for more details. But if if I'm telling you that there's tickets available right now, just go and get them. Get one for your friend. Make your plans. You don't want to miss it. So it is a big button day. A lot of Saratoga shit going on because I believe Saratoga is where it's at in the summer. There's no denying the energy of this place. There's no denying how much I love it. And I just can't wait to get back on stage and giddy the F up with you guys. So that's the big news. I hope you love it. I hope it is going to be the best time ever. And if I'm involved, which I am involved, it will be the best time ever. But yes, there will also be more details soon. Don't worry. We'll have merch there. I mean, oh boy, I'm just so excited. I'm sweating right now because when I said it was always sunny in Saratoga, it started being sunny in Saratoga. So I might have to strip a little bit. Uh, The reason why I wanted to bring up the crochet dress was that um, if anybody bought it, I just want to give you a little PSA. Now, I'm unique uh, because I don't have big cans. Great callback to the beginning of the show. I really don't... um, I really don't wear a bra from like Labor Day to Memorial, or no, Memorial Day to Labor Day. Like it's just not in the cards for me. I've gone on like full-blown vacations and trips where I pack a bag. There's no bra in sight and there's no bra needed. NB, NBN, no bra needed. Well, I could have needed a bra at Dakefest when I wore the crochet dress. I'd only tried that dress on once before uh, the event, but the theme was music festival. So I wanted to wear something that felt festival-y, felt fun and summery. But if you've ever gone on like Nasty Gal, Revolve, ASOS, any of those websites, you know that when you search festival outfits, it is not safe for work. It is not safe for networking. It is not safe for galaing. Festival outfits are a little raunchy and a little wild, and I knew I couldn't be that. So the crochet dress was a great compromise. I'm not always a huge lover of red on me, but I think it worked and everybody just seemed to totally adore the dress. I think it's one of those looks that is very versatile for all different types of people. It was flattering on me. It was long. It was actually really good quality. So I was really happy with the outfit, but there's no like slip under it. So it really is like a see-through dress, but I'm like, what are you going to see? Like there's nothing to see. It has a huge pattern. 
but obviously it's crochet, so there's holes in it everywhere. So I figured the least I could do is just wear underwear, uh, which I, I wear underwear regularly. Um, but I wore full bum underwear. I'm more of a thong girl myself. Uh, I love the Skims thongs if you're not needing like total like suck-in coverage sometimes. I do love the 3 for 36 Skims thongs. Otherwise, Target will do just fine. Anyway, um, so I decided to go with just a pair of full bum underwear just to have some coverage there. A bra didn't even cross my mind. I knew a bra itself wouldn't be possible, but I've never been a big nipple cover girl. Uh, I'm not a cover girl of any kind, but definitely not a, a nipple cover girl. And I think they kind of look weird. I my sister had a pair once in high school that it made your it looked like a magnifying glass, like it was just kind of creepy. So I'm not a big nipple cover girl. The petals, like I just feel like again, we all have nipples. It's NBD, and I I just don't need I just don't need that. I'm like suck it up. Like I'm sorry. There's people out there that get offended by nipples. I don't know what to tell you. So didn't even think about it. And we pull into the parking lot of SPAC, and my boyfriend was driving. And, of course, he's a little bit more on the conservative side because, you know, he sees the shit people comment. And, you know, I get it. I get it. But also, I don't care. So, whatever. But he looks over in the car. Jet, come here. Jet, come. He looks over in the car, and he's like, is that your nipple? And I'm like, fuck. You could literally, like, if it lined up just right, my nipple, my actual point of the nipple, not the areola. I don't know what the point is called. What is the point called of the nipple? What is the point of nipples? I know what the point is. Um, the point of my nipple was literally poking. Jet, come on. Was poking through the crochet hole, and it was not a good sight. I immediately got nervous because I'm like, okay, well, I don't want him. He shouldn't be mad. But, like, I, this was not an intended consequence of the outfit. Like, I didn't even look. Jet, stop. Jet, come on. Come here. Sorry, guys. Um, I didn't even think about it. I just didn't even. I only tried it on once. I was thinking it's full coverage. It's bright. It's no big deal. And I was wrong. So all night I had to basically play. Hold on. I'm going to have to pause this. Stop. What do you want? Jet, come. All right. I'm not going to pause it. Um, so that was a little bit of a mishap. So if you order it, maybe get yourself some nipple covers. I'm not saying it's totally required, but I definitely was like kind of hands over my chest all night, which is not a good feeling when you want to be comfortable in an outfit. It was a hot night, so maybe my nipples got at least some breathing room. But uh, I do think a couple people actually went ahead and ordered that dress Uh off what used to be my secret website, but obviously I can't keep it a secret anymore. It's not like I'm the only person in the world that knows about it, but I did link it and I did try to spread the crochet wealth to the rest of the world, even though I'm not. Crochet isn't really my look, but that dress for some reason, it did hit and it was perfect for the occasion, which at, you know, I think it, that's the least I can do is just dress right for every occasion, in my humble opinion, of course, that nobody ever asked me for. Uh, I did want to do a few random things. I'm sure that was one of them, but a few random things is brought to you by Old Brick. Old Brick Furniture Baby, multiple locations throughout the Capital Region and beyond. Multiple different sections in their showrooms, from sofas to side tables to mattresses and some home furnishing accessories. Old Brick is where you want to go if you want to see, feel, touch, and experience furniture before you hit purchase. I have fallen asleep on a couple couches and beds there. It's just that comfortable. You're not being chased around by some salesperson. They really make you feel like family in there. I was just in the Clifton Park location, which was the old Toys R Us. A lot of nostalgia going in there, but has the exact same look and feel as their Albany showroom. Just these very beautiful high-end well-curated spaces, selections of furniture. They're a local family-owned business, so if you haven't supported Old Brick yet, 
Next time you're looking for a new piece of furniture and you just want to browse around, take a trip through one of their stores. I do not think you'll regret it. And if you want to pick up a little something for me, you know what? I will gladly accept any and all uh, new pieces of furniture to spruce up my own space as well. So, uh, a few random things. We're going to just uh, take things down a notch here. And I don't, this is no disrespect. Not that it's disrespectful, but I'm going to make it just a little joke about something that's not funny. Um, I swear to God, as you know, I've been on a big documentary kick, of course. I watch a lot of them. I talked a couple weeks ago about how it was actually kind of maybe affecting my mental health because I was so invested in them. And one thing that's come up a lot when I watch these documentaries now or even Dateline on NBC is like, it's got to be impossible to kill somebody nowadays. Like, I'm just going to say it. Like, I just don't know how people, I mean, I get, I do know how because they're not thinking clearly, but like, you can just get caught so easily. You know, the guy that killed his wife and he was Googling on his children's iPad, like how long does it take for a body to decompose? Uh, the woman who poisoned her husband and was texting all night long, even though she said she left her phone in the room that her husband was sleeping in. It's just, there's just too much data. Brian Koberger in Idaho was DMing these girls months before the murders. I mean, it's impossible to really get away with a crime nowadays unless you are a real deal mastermind, which I don't know how many there are anymore. I think it's just too risky. Clearly, these people are not in their right mind, of course. That's the sad part, besides the fact that lives are being lost. But one thought that crossed my mind recently throughout all of these documentary thoughts was like, you know, we haven't had like a good serial killer in a while. And that sounds bad if you just hear it solo. But I'm like, is it over? I've actually really put time and energy and thought into this. It's like, is the serial killer era over? Is it just way too difficult? You know, tr- tracks are trackable there's no uh no disappearing paper trails anymore I just feel like it would be really hard to be a serial killer and because I'm so up on all the news and everything I'm like I would know if there has been one or was one recently so that's just been something that's been floating in my tiny brain lately and then within the last 48 hours sadly I think there could be a new serial killer on the loose in Oregon Six women have uh, all vanished and died in somewhat similar situations in a decent mile radius of one another recently in the Oregon area, which is obviously north northwest coast, I guess. And they're starting to see if there's pieces to be connected, dots to be connected. And I'm like, holy shit. My prayers have not been answered. I wasn't wishing for this, but I was spending time thinking about this, so... I don't know how they go. Like, it's got to be really easy to figure it out nowadays. I think maybe now the families have started talking. The police are starting to, you know, maybe look into the similarities. Because I think when you watch a lot of the old school documentaries, I felt like it always took a while for people to, like, believe that there was a, a trail and a comparison to make. Because obviously there's so much more police work and detective work once you start reaching out to other uh, departments and counties and states and all of that. But, uh I I would have to believe if there is a serial killer on the loose, the jig is going to be up. Now, if it's hit the mainstream media, all you need is a couple clues, a couple things to pick up. This person's going to, you know, F up eventually. But beware. Eyes and ears beware. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of eyes beware, eyes beware in these YSL rectangle sunglasses that I got before Mexico. I got them at Nordstrom Rack. uh, But they are the real YSL sunglasses. And I want to look cool in these so bad. 
I have like the 50% rule when it comes to sunglasses. Like sunglasses make you look 50% hotter, especially if you're just subpar looking like me. Like I can go from an average girl to like she might actually be hot when I wear sunglasses. And I will never take that for granted. And I will never stop buying sunglasses to further prove my theory and find which pair will bring me ultimate hotness in life. These pair... This pair is not bringing me ultimate hotness. Every time I try them on, every outfit, every hairstyle, I'm like, this is the day that I'm going to look cool in these sunglasses. And I'm just forcing the issue so much on myself that I feel like one day it's going to work. But then the other part of me is like, these should go to somebody who will actually look hot in them and I can make a little bit money back because these are not cheap sunglasses. So I could probably buy like a knockoff cheap pair that would also not look hot on me. Instead of investing this much money in a pair of YSL sunglasses, um, I just feel like every time I look in the mirror, I look like the, uh, you know, like the driver, bodyguard, confidant from Princess Diaries, who I have compared myself to in the past. I think sadly he's passed away recently, not by serial killer, probably old age, natural causes, something of the like. But I want to look so cool in these and I just can't. I literally just can't. So if you're watching any part of this on video and you're like, wow, Taylor, I could take those off your hands and look cool. Same thing happened to me a few years ago with a pair of Tom Fords. Uh, let me know because I'm willing to depart myself from these. I'm willing to detach myself and give these sunglasses a better life. But in the meantime, you can't blame me for trying. Uh, the next random thing is it is officially one of the most important times of the year. Something that we can all bond in unison with. Bitches love peonies bitches love peonies is something that came out of nowhere last year I just realized I have peony bush in my front yard I used to work in the bridal industry where peonies were a very coveted flower but of course they only come into season for a short amount of time and I really don't know how it started but one day guess what I said I said bitches love peonies and guess what the bitches said yes we do So from now until the end of peony season, which I believe is probably fast approaching, like mid to late June, send me your unsolicited peony picks. I am soliciting them. I want to get a great compilation of all the peonies that I ever did see. I'm not going to brag, but mine are yellow. I have not seen anybody tag or post yellow peonies yet, so I will challenge you if you have them. But if you don't know what they are, they are just an absolutely beautiful spring bloom. They are big. They are thick. They are... They're gorgeous. They really are a special flower. I think the short-lived element of it kind of heightens the excitement around them. But it's just a certifiable cold hard fact. Cold hard serial killer fact. Bitches love peonies. So embrace it. Send me your peony pics. Just like the first sip club, Chasing Friday. I'm a girl of many phrases. So join me. Tag bitches love peonies and tag me in your peony pics. And don't say that five times fast. Not penis pics. Peony pics, okay? Peony picks, no autocorrect on that one. Uh, and last but oh, two extra things actually. We'll go one. Uh, it is gala season. I've mentioned this before. I have a, uh, I have to come clean on something. I never said it publicly, so it's really NBD. But at one point, I really thought I was like totally all for these new uh, 360 degree photo booths that came out. Um, like you see them at events, and you know, I think like. Uh, I think like 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 entertainment at events is definitely a tricky thing and I've never been one to be an event planner. 
uh, you know, I have my live shows and the golden buttons and stuff that we do on the two buttons deep side. But I give people a lot of credit who work in nonprofits and work on these galas because, you know, you want it to be fun and entertaining and buzzy. You want there to be a social element. And you're always trying to reinvent it and incorporate something new into these events because people go year after year. You want to attract a new crowd. And we hear this all the time in meetings that we have that we're trying to up and do something cool for the gala season. The first time I ever saw one of these 360-degree photo booths, which basically spits out a little video, follows you around, people dance, I thought it was great. I saw it at a wedding. I saw people execute it well, and I thought, wow, that's really cool because I think kind of static photo backdrops are a little old. I'm not into the props, the Viking hats, and the mustaches. But again, I give people credit for trying to do new things. At first, I loved it. It gave me red carpet vibes, like E! News, you know, uh, Manicam, uh, Glambot, whatever, all that stuff that they do. But now that I've seen it around the block a few times, I don't know. I think you need to either be really well liquored up. They definitely, I pray to God, they have music playing while people do this. But you got to go in there and be committed to the success of your Glambot 360 cam. Because if you half-ass it and then you post it on social media... You're just not putting your best foot forward. You got to go all out for these. Get out of your comfort zone. Go in there with someone you trust to deliver a good 360 degree video because when they're bad, they're really bad. Sorry, nobody asked me. Hate to say it, but it's true. Last but not least, another thing that is blowing my mind lately, and I'm just going to put it out here. I'm not a political person. Don't like to get into it. But I just have one suggestion for all the political people that are making a huge deal about Pride Month as if we haven't been doing this for years and as if it isn't one of the most fun, accepting, exciting, cool, and colorful things that happens all year long. The people that are trying with all of their might to ban drag shows, just ban them. Like some states are saying you can't do drag shows outside as if it's like gonna like end the world, like Y2K shit. I have one suggestion for you. Get tickets. Go to a drag show. If you think they need to be outlawed, if you have hate in your heart against drag shows, literally go to one and I think all of your problems will be solved. I don't think I've ever had more fun than I have had at a drag show. I went to a drag show at a bar in uh, Savannah, Georgia last year for one of my friend's bachelorette parties. It was the highlight of the trip. I am remiss to say that I have not joined and uh, went to some of the local ones that happen in the area. I know Cornell's in Little Italy has done one. I know June Farms has one coming up, actually the day after my live show, I believe. I gotta get to them because they are so fun. These people are so talented. They put it all out on the floor. I want to go into a 360-degree Glambot camera with a drag queen and show you how much fun it is. And I think if all these crusty, tired, suit politicians want to ban drag shows, they would totally 100% change their mind if they just went to one. That's the that's the energy that I'm putting out there this week. I got to go, got to move on to the next thing. I'm sweating. I'm excited. A big Saratoga day, a lot of cool announcements. Thank you guys as always for letting me just be myself and talk about these things. Um, I try to keep it real. I try to be myself. I think you know that by now, but you guys are the ones that make it easy for me to do that and say things without being uh, afraid to be judged or be eye rolled at because I'm just simply doing my job and being myself, which is literally what I am here on this earth to do. I will see you guys next Tuesday. Get your tickets for the Buttonista live show now and have a great freaking TGIT, baby. Enjoy. Enjoy.